welcome to Loving God and Making Money. I am Julaine Smith. And I am Kyla Creamer Alvarez. Creamer Alvarez. Well, I, I saw that on an email you sent me, girl, and I was like, who is Creamer? I know. Sorry. Is, is I that, mean, legally, I yeah, am Creamer. Let's just are, say, I, you guys, I'm the worst. And then I got married five years ago, and I haven't uh-huh. technically legally changed my name yet. Oh. So I go by Alvarez. Sometimes I go by Creamer. I'm Creamer Alvarez. Girl, okay. Well, that's who she is. She's Kyla Creamer Alvarez, and we are here to help you to make more, save more, and give more money than you ever thought possible to the glory of God. That's why we do what we do. And Kyla and I, we have been in this series, and girl, let me tell you, it has blessed me. I don't know about our listeners or how you feel about it, but if you haven't been listening to this podcast over the last three or weeks or so, you have been missing out. Kyla brought to the table a topic is titled The Workplace and How You Describe It, Kyla. A sea of despair. Girl, <laughs> a sea of despair. And we are breaking that thing down. We are talking about what's going on in the workplace with people who are in jobs they hate or feel like they're underappreciated. They can't be their authentic self. And yet, they go to that job every day. I don't know if you listening to me right now are one of those folks, but I know there are a lot of people out there who can say, hey, that is my testimony. You can mm-hmm. give witness to what we're talking about. But don't be discouraged because there is an answer to your situation. That's and right. that's what we've been talking about, right, Kyla? So give, give people just a little bit of a recap before we continue today. We're talking about vision. What have we been uh, unpacking? Yeah, so for our listeners, basically we've been talking about the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and just living into the kingdom of God here and now and how that stands in um, displacement from what the world sees right now in the workplace. Mm-hmm. The, we, we say it's a sea of despair because yeah. it really is. 50% yeah. of people hate their jobs. Um, like 40% of people, you know, walk away mostly because they feel unappreciated. Mm -hmm. 60 something plus percent of people feel like they have to hide a portion of who they are in the workplace. So people are coming in, feeling empty, feeling left, left out, not seen, not valued, not appreciated. And they just feel empty and we do it for a paycheck. And it's, it's heartbreaking and that is a reality of where our world and our economy is in America. Mm -hmm. Um, but I seek that we have the power to change that because the kingdom of God is here and now that's what scripture tells us. It tells us we have the power to, um, bring that in. And Jesus says, we are participants. We are participants of what God is building. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's right. And it's a personal inner uh, empowerment, right? Because the kingdom of heaven is within. It's yes. righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Yep. And we've talked about that in our um, prior episodes, but that's an important point to remember because mm-hmm. it's really a choice for us as believers. If we want to change our situation, we have to choose differently. Yep. And it's so easy to get caught up in the immediate of, I just need to make money. I'm going to chase that dollar, Mm -hmm. okay, until the day I die. Because you don't believe there's another choice or decision that you can make. But when you are full of the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. the life-giving Spirit of the Almighty God lives inside of you, birthing the righteousness, the peace, and Mm -hmm. joy that the scriptures describe as God's kingdom 
you always have a choice Yes, in life. There is yes. always a, a place where you can stop and confront what you believe is mm-hmm. keeping you bound. Yep, right? it's true. And decide that I am going to look for opportunities to go in a different direction. Yeah. And I mean, it may not happen overnight, folks. And I know for me personally, in my own journey to freedom, it didn't happen overnight. Kyla, for me, actually, I've been on this pathway of discovering and walking and how you put it, leaning into the kingdom of heaven Mm -hmm. and the work that I do every day. I've been doing this probably for a good 10, if not 15 years, really intentionally doing this. So Mm -hmm. this doesn't happen overnight, people. This is not going to change your situation, that this being deciding to lean into the purposes of God for your life and Mm -hmm. really bring the manifestation of the kingdom alive. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a process, right? But it starts with a decision. Yeah. Yeah. And and decision is everything. And that's why last week we started talking about vision because vision is so important with the decisions that we make, what we see, what we envision is what we're going to embody. So if we have a narrow view of opportunities of what the kingdom of God is, then we don't know how to expand that again. And that's why it's so important to get a revelation, get a vision, get a heavenly perspective, start broadening our worldview. So we understand, okay, where is God in all of this? And we started with the table. We we talked about diversity of the table. Mm-hmm. And before we get to that, as a uh, kind of the focus of today's episode, you said something I want to actually go back to okay. and reiterate. And you said that our vision is is we have to have a broader vision in order for that to be manifested. In mm-hmm. other words, it starts with what we see, yeah. right? Which is so so true. You. have have to be able to see and then you have to be able to speak what you see hmm. words mm-hmm. have creative power yes they do i mean god spoke the world in emotion right absolutely so the question for us all is what are we saying Hello. about ourselves that's a great question and it is really connected to what we see. That is our vision. Are you are you using words to declare what you see in the natural mm-hmm. as your actual situation? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can look around and say, okay, I see A, B, C, D, and therefore you speak that. You're declaring mm-hmm. your own captivity. Mm-hmm. You're declaring your own current circumstance. Or Are you getting a revelation Mm -hmm. of a vision for your life Mm -hmm. that may not have been manifested yet? Calling those things like Abraham did, calling those things that be not as though they are. Are you seeing a vision beyond your current reality and then speaking that, saying those words? Because when you begin to say what you see with your spiritual mind's Mm -hmm. eye, you will manifest that in your life. It's the truth. And, you know, it's funny in my reconciliation work, because I've mentioned that I I, am getting a master's in divinity, but I'm also getting a master's in reconciliation Mm -hmm. and intercultural studies. Um, What you have, what you're saying here is actually the key to liberating people. Mm. So when, when we talk about, um, 
really what we're saying is the workplace is actually an oppressive an environment. Mm. That that might be really hard words well, for some people, it's, but true, it is. Though. If if you're feeling that way, you are an oppressed you are in an oppressive environment. Yes, yeah, so, I mean we're enslaved to money, we're enslaved to a system. Um, if people are feeling like they have to downplay who they are, that that's that's a form of oppression, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. And that's um, been normalized in our culture. And I think mm-hmm. we're starting to awaken t- to some of that in America with Black Lives Matter and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Me Too Me movement. Too. Mm-hmm. You know, people are fed up. And I think that's that's the key, though. We The enemy has done a great job of isolating our individual identity and mm-hmm. speaking lies that, oh, you deserve to be treated like this in the workplace. You deserve, mm-hmm. you know, to mm-hmm. you're ugly, you're not this. And if you start listening to the narratives people put on you, you're going to start believing it about yourself. That's, that's right. Just, that's just what happens. And if you allow the current state that you live in to become your uh, understanding of your future reality, mm-hmm. you're not going to change. No, it won't change. And so if you are in an oppressive situation in a job that you hate in a working for an employer who doesn't seem to appreciate you Mm -hmm. and you just articulate and reiterate that's your situation Mm -hmm. without prayerful consideration of a greater vision for your life, Mm -hmm. then you will have that same testimony two years from now, four years from now into your future. Why? Because like I said already, the vision that we have for our lives, Mm -hmm. if we don't speak it into existence, Mm -hmm. it will not manifest. Yep. So if you're in an oppressive situation today, you might recognize it as such, but that doesn't mean you have to stay there. No. And that, that's why loving yourself is so important. Absolutely. And that's why God says the two greatest commandments is Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as you love yourself. As but you so many yourself. people overlook the loving yourself. And that's right. That's where liberation comes from is start right. looking in the mirror. Okay, God, who am I? Am I fearfully, wonderfully created? Yes, I am. Right. You are beautifully right. made. You are intentionally crafted and designed. And I don't know who needs to hear that today, but let me just speak that over you. Yes. You are loved. You are valuable, you are unique, you are important, Mm -hmm. and you are not an accident. And and you know what? I think a lot of people don't step out in who they're called to be in the way that they're supposed to engage the world because Mm -hmm. they're fearful of the divine creativity on their life to be unique. Ooh. And let me just... Oh my goodness, yes. Because, oh my God, that's so powerful because being unique and standing out also means that you are going to put yourself uh, in a position of vulnerable yes. uh, vulnerability, if you will. Because when you're different, mm-hmm. people might have something to say about your difference. Yeah, it's true. Right? Are you willing to hear the chatter? Yeah. Right? Or people talk about reading other people, right? Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you willing to be read? Yeah. If you look different? Yep. Or your thoughts are different mm-hmm. from the rest of the, the folks that you are in community with? And that's why you have to be so confident in who you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. You just have to listen to those things. Absolutely. So this is interesting because now we're talking about vision from a very personal Mm -hmm. perspective in terms of understanding, first of all, who we are, Mm -hmm. knowing that our current situation doesn't mean that that's a, that's a, uh, um, statement of our future reality. We can create the reality we want through the words that we speak. Mm -hmm. And, and when I say that, I'm not just talking about us, um, 
dis- defining for ourselves what mm-hmm. that vision is going to be. Remember last time we spoke about this, I said how important prayer was, that yep. this is an act of the Holy Spirit. This is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit's reality in mm-hmm. our life. Mm-hmm. He births vision. Right. So we get that understanding of what God is um, wanting to do in our life. We begin to speak it. Right. Then there is a next step that we need to take. And it has to do with being in relationship with Mm -hmm. other people. And we talked a little bit about that last time on the episode about the story of Cornelius and Peter Mm -hmm. and the fact that there are sometimes different points of view uh, in terms of um, uh, purpose, but they work together to create a bigger picture, yep. uh, a unity, if you will, around a vision. And this whole idea of a table, you know, coming mm-hmm. together with diverse backgrounds, diverse people, but having a unity around a sp- specific purpose, right? Yep, exactly. So let's talk a little bit about that aspect of vision, meaning uh, that aspect that looks like diversity, yeah. <laughs> and I love that. That Honestly, if I were to say if I was for anything, that's what I'm in the business of is creating diverse tables for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, and that's practically, spiritually, whatever you want that to mean. I'm the in the business of that. And so, yeah, when when you look at scripture, one thing you have to keep in mind is Jesus's community is profoundly diverse and inclusive. Mm-hmm. And that is on purpose. And and necessary. What Jesus is saying is it's necessary to get over yourselves and see people and include them. Like the goal of living is to live into one another. And um, the way he challenges this is all throughout scripture. But, you know, even coming to mind is the fact that when when Jesus even sees the woman at the well, Mm-hmm. He's reaffirming her humanity because what he does is he he approaches her and he asks for a drink. Mm-hmm. And he's saying to her, even in that little moment, hey, guess what? You have something to offer me, even I though I have you. living water. I see yeah. you. And in another story of the, the woman who anoints the feet of Jesus, I love this one because yeah. here you have a group of people, you know, with, with Simon and you have disciples, and you have Pharisees, and you have all the religious people who are all together, all these men, I'm just going to name it for what it is, all these men who are like, oh, I have the education, I have the experience, we're, you know, the knowledgeable, wise people, we're sitting around the table with Jesus, and we're talking. Access, can we use that word? I have access to Jesus, I'm sitting around the table with Jesus. Mm -hmm. They think they're (laughs) the ones who have all the answers, we're going to figure out all the solutions, we're Mm going to figure out whatever this thing is that Jesus is building. But then this uninvited woman, this woman who is overlooked, not included, totally disregarded, totally disregarded. She comes in unannounced. And I just think about how courageous that woman must have been, but she comes in and she pours oil over Jesus. Oh my gosh. And what Jesus does is amazing as he looks to Simon and he says, do you see her? Do you see her? And in the lesson, what he tells Simon is, this woman saw something in me that all of you who have been with me Mm -hmm. for these some weeks failed to see. Mm -hmm. But if Mm -hmm. you see her, 
the not the key isn't what she sees, but you have to see her. The key is being yeah. in community with others yeah. to reveal a bigger vision of who God is and what God's about. Others we that need don't others. look like you, that maybe don't share your mm-hmm. gender. I mean, th- yeah. this is so powerful in terms of diversity, especially in the workplace, because Kyla, we can take this and we can apply it to compositions of senior leadership teams mm-hmm. and businesses. We can apply it to uh, compositions of boards mm-hmm. uh, that run uh, companies and make decisions, right? Mm-hmm. And we know that in America, at least, um, that there isn't a lot of diversity when it comes to the senior level leaders yep. of our larger corporations, the boards that are um, exercising corporate governance over those corporations, mm-hmm. that's an area that um, lacks, if you will, uh, a degree of diversity. It does. And so when we think about not disregarding people or actually seeing people and the power that that can bring to the mm-hmm. table, what are some of the things that we as believers in leadership, in business, mm-hmm. business ownership, um, what can we do mm-hmm. to impact <laughs> upon that situation and bring about much needed change yeah. in our sphere of influence? Yeah. Um, gosh, there's so much. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> um, I mean, there's whole uh, departments that specialize in this. But I think one of the biggest things is understanding first the value of people. Yeah. Um, I think in the business world, we have justified the negation of certain individuals, um, whether they lack certain expertise, certain ex- education. Um, we assume that certain people cannot contribute right. to certain things. And, and really what yeah. that is, is bias. It is bias, conscious or unconscious. But it, we think that the value is wrapped in a certain kind of package. Yep. And if the package shows up with wrapping mm-hmm. that looks different, yep. then we see past yep. the value in that package. I think that it definitely does come down to a conscious or unconscious bias towards certain types of people that we are, let's call it out for what it is, we're comfortable with. Yes. Because diversity requires you to get a little bit uncomfortable yes with your relationships um when you're sitting around the table with a group of leaders and you are on a board for example this is what i i uh, have observed is that there is a desire for people to uh be on boards and committees who think the same way <laughs> yes <laughs> And so when you start talking about bringing in diversity, Uh you're also saying, oh, you mean your lens through which you see the world might be colored differently than mine, which means you might have a different opinion. Mm -hmm. That might challenge your own. Okay. And so then uh, do I want to be on a committee or a board uh, or have as a colleague mm-hmm. someone who maybe thinks differently than I do. Yeah, and see, this is where equity is important. Mm. Because you could talk about diversity and inclusion all day, but if yeah. you don't give people equity, which means like justifiable power, equal power. Oh my goodness, Kyla, now wait a minute, because we're talking about leadership uh-huh. and business right I know. now. Okay. I'm challenging <laughs> some of you out there. Um, this is very interesting because this whole idea of equity mm-hmm. just runs counterculturally with the structure of uh, leadership and business. 
There, I mean, okay, sure, on a certain level, okay, if you just think about it, on a certain level, there are levels of leadership where there should be equity in terms of equal voice or mm-hmm. authority, ability mm-hmm. to speak. But that doesn't traverse from the top to the bottom. There's no, that's not going to happen. I mean, someone at the entry level talking about equity, you're not going to have the same voice, the same authority, the same sphere of influence as someone who's the owner of the company. Mm. That's not going to happen. So how do you bring this idea of equity into a business setting, Kyla? I mean, I really, I want us to talk about that because that's a challenge. It is. And I mean, I'll just be as frank as this because I know we don't have much time left for this episode, but... This is why the kingdom of God is just simply different from the way the world does things. Mm. And I think we have to start trusting in that. And we have to start trusting in the value that people bring who are different from us, who maybe don't have that same expertise. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Now, does that mean you just invite anybody willy-nilly to your table? No, I don't think that's wisdom either. But I think we need to be intentional with having difference at our table. Um, right, right. Now that's complicated in and of itself, how you negotiate that difference. And we can talk about that another time. Yeah, because I think that what it forces us to do is to not pay attention to the package. Mm-hmm. See, we, we have to, as individuals and leaders have to do this well, we have to be able to discern character. We have to be able to look at an individual and understand their values. Mm-hmm. I think that we can have differences of opinion at the same table and have unity around purpose and value, mm-hmm. right? And that as, as a leader of a business uh, or an organization within a company, it's important for you to surround yourself with individuals who are going to honor the vision mm-hmm. of the uh, the company in terms of its mission and its purpose mm-hmm. and are willing to also align themselves with the company's values, mm-hmm. right? And when those two things happen, then there can be diversity around the way that people see the world, maybe their opinions with regards to how something is executed. Mm -hmm. So I always like to think of it this way, even within my company. We can be very diverse in terms of how we go about solving a problem or how we go about doing the work that we do. That doesn't always have to look the same. But the thing that we do need to be unified around is the vision for what it is that we're trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. in terms of our purpose. Mm -hmm. And then the values are going to be the boundaries with regards to what we're willing to do and what we're not willing to do. Mm-hmm. Because we know we're going to make a profit or we're not going to make a profit at any cost, mm-hmm. right? So we could talk a little bit about how equity and diversity and inclusion gets layered on top of a business where we've got those foundations around vision and mm-hmm. values that are like our non-negotiables, mm-hmm. right? That's a hard one. That's a hard yeah, one. Yeah, and you know what? That's I'll be honest that's a little hard for even me to swallow. Mm. Um, It's hard because half of the times when we create visions in and of themselves, we Mm -hmm. do it already around a table of people that talk, speak, and look like us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's why friendship, I I wasn't planning on going here. No, let's go there. Friendship is so important because, because, Equity, diversity, and inclusion, if it's not done in friendship, it tokenizes people. It it just 
puts color at the table. It puts women at the table. And sure, you have a seat, but you, there's no real understanding. See, understanding of another one's culture, yes. another one's humanity, yes. um, all the systems that create that person, yes. that's what you want at the table. You don't want just the color or the person. You don't want to tokenize them. You want all the systems that construct and build the identity of a person at your table. That's yes. what you want. Yes. And that's that's what I mean by equity. Um, that is the value of people. That's the value of diversity. Those stories, those beings, that's what you need because that's going to help shape and broaden mm-hmm. and challenge your vision and, and solidify and I think even clarify so what this is interesting. Needs. Okay, we are out of time, folks. We got to start to wrap this up. But next week, Kyla and I are going to continue down this path. Because Kyla, I think that you said something that is really important. Mm-hmm. And that is, you have to be in relationship with people. Mm-hmm. You use the term friendship. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit more about that and the role that that plays with regards to having diversity, equity, inclusion being a value uh, pillar stone, if you will, for a, a business and its, and its operation. So people, you can see that this this whole idea of breaking down the walls that are causing companies to to be uh, uh, systems of oppression or for com- or for individuals to be working in what we're calling a sea of despair. This is a big idea. This is a big topic that we're we're attempting to unpack here on loving God and making money. But it is so, so necessary because if we don't uh, confront the things that need to be changed in the world of business, we will never change them. And we are here to ignite a fire under your ambition to make more and to save more and give more. But we want you to be able to do it to the glory of God, which means Mm -hmm. we all need to understand the purpose in it. So yeah, we got to have these conversations mm-hmm. and they may be uncomfortable and they may be difficult, but they are so necessary. So hey, don't let us go. Come back again next week. Kyla and I'll be here. Right, Miss Kyla? Yep. Kramer? Alvarez. <laughs> That's right. We'll see you guys next week. We'll see week. you next week. Until then, go out into the marketplace and continue to do your thing. Yes, yes, yes. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.